One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And it's the Luke and Pete show. It's a Thursday. As I started talking, a burp started to form in my throat, uh, but I'm managing to get through it uh, with the level of professionalism uh, I left thought I'd left behind at Absolute Radio. You weren't that professional at Absolute Radio, were you? Never burped on air. Never burped on air, even though I was always on the brink of doing so. Actually, that's a lie. My last link, my last bit of speaking on uh, Absolute Radio, I specifically did a burp. Famously a burp. Yeah. And then I said goodbye. Yeah. Um, you don't get that kind of content at the BBC, do you? Uh, well, you did for about 10 weeks when I was on the Danny Wallace show on, uh, <laughs> on Six Music. So, A very small, short, truncated stint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right, very, very prompt pairs, though. Very prompt pairs. But very low pairs, aren't they? Very low pays. I got paid. I got uh, an email from my agent. Uh, he's been quiet. Uh, <laughs> uh, with uh, well, oh, the bloke who uh, the bloke who uh, manages the finances anyway, uh, um, paying me for a job that I did in April of 2019. I'm not going to name the band I did the work for, but I'm certainly going to name the record company. It was Universal. Yeah, I I, I remember doing Outrageous. some work when I, when I first um, ever got a media job. It was at a football club's fan TV channel, and right. uh, I was just go for it around doing bits, getting teas, all the usual good stuff that you do when you're, you're young. And they never paid me. Right, never. I, I invoiced never them, and they never paid me. Cool. Chelsea TV. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. Yes, it I was guess. Then. Were you and, there and the when? Thing- um, was it Chelsea TV when um, Hayley McQueen got that phone call from that pervert? Uh, that no, that's Man United, United TV. TV. That's Man United TV. Is that Man yeah. United TV? Yeah. Very enjoyable. Uh, where the man uh, rang up just to talk about Gary, Gary Palace's penis. That's right, yeah. And, and in enjoyable. a way, in a strange way, I, I applaud it. <laughs> I, I do massively. It's, it, yeah. it was uh, complimentary. <laughs> Um, it uh, certainly showed uh, the uh, presenting chops of Hayley McQueen, yeah. uh, but uh, it still made me giggle because um, a man is complimenting another man on the side of his face. I watched the phone in um, with on the radio where I asked people to get in touch with all the great sporting memorabilia they had. It's right. quite fun, like you know, some and yeah. some guy called up so they had like a signed Muhammad Ali boxing glove, and it was quite good. Cool. And then one guy obviously drunk, called up and uh, did a good few minutes on all the things he'd stolen from AFC Wimbledon's old Plough Lane uh, 
football stadium. <laughs> and he, he was going, I've got uh, exit signs. I've got entrance signs. I've got, you know, I've even got spatulas from the burger van. <laughs> it was it was an they're, incredible they're piece of radio. Contractors. Yeah, no, it was an incredible <laughs> piece of radio. But I don't, if you don't mind me saying so, it was it was <laughs> utterly bizarre. But uh, there you go. It yeah. can happen. It's the it's the, it's the was, uh, perils was, of live broadcasting. I was doing uh, I was doing a bit of wrestle uh, me one of these Scarlet podcasts with uh, Mark uh, last week, and uh, he said that I can't remember the character's name, um, but he was uh, the guy who would come out with the Undertaker before he was the Undertaker. Oh, when Paul Bearer, uh, Mark Callow. No, Mark. No, before he was the Undertaker, it was Mark Calloway. Oh. I think his name is Mark Callow, um, oh, yeah. over in um, in WCW, and he was like a like a, a New York style Gordon Gecko uh, yuppie, uh, and his thing was like a mobile phone. Uh, and Mark saw a uh, a performance, a live performance of, of WCW or wherever it was, um, and he and he, this this guy smashed his mobile phone uh, against somebody uh, as an attack, and it smashed into pieces. And Mark still got a bit of uh, of that in his house somewhere. He says, "Wow!" So there you go. Okay, <laughs> Weird I mean, memorabilia. That how 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 was Mark even there? Where was it? So, well, I mean, he was I mean, he was watching some wrestling. Like it was it, it was when they're in London, I guess. Oh, okay, right. Huh, that's that's wicked. I wonder if anyone's got any other good memorabilia or actually quite poor memorabilia. T- send it in. Hello yeah. at lukeandpeacher.com. I'd love to hear from you. Because I, I remember for some reason when I was a kid, I I think we went to like Haven Holiday Camp. Did you ever used to go to that kind of holiday camp? Okay, okay. Yeah, Haven, Butlins, all, all of, that yeah. was our main holiday, to be honest. And then we went to go, we went to, the, there was like a kids club thing. And... Mm. um it was like I think it would have been must have been. I mean, my memory's hazy because I was about seven, but it must have been a a red coats type, um, whatever the Haven equivalent of red coats, doing entertaining and doing yeah. singing and cover versions of songs and dancing and all that yeah. stuff they do and like to entertain. And one of the guys who was working there, I guess I must have thought was really cool. He um, he was performing and we were quite down near the front because we were kids. And he he passed um, he passed a bottle of water to us, like he, he handed out bottles of water. And I kept mm. that bottle for ages because I thought, oh god, he's like a proper famous guy. And like, I, I think bottled <laughs> water was quite a novelty then as well. And I kept yeah. the bottle for ages. I have no idea why. Handed <laughs> by a guy from Butland. Yeah, that's that enjoyable because you do Haven, right? Yeah, because you do kind of um, anyone on stage, you sort of go, oh my god, there. They're, they're so famous. Even like watching like college, you know, um, college productions of like Guys and Dolls and Calamity Jane. Like these people who I would walk the hallowed halls of English Martyrs with uh, shoulder <laughs> to shoulder as, as equals. As soon as they got on stage, they, were, they became superstars. I was like, flipping heck. All of these people are so talented. I had no idea. <laughs> were you ever involved? No, I got, I got involved backstage with it um, uh, just to, you know, Bask in some reflected glory, but mm, yeah, I didn't really have a, a proper job. I think I was just sort of lifting things around. I, I did a bit of the old backstage stage crew stuff as well at school. Mate, 30 mm. feet from stardom, that's you and me. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Oh, by the well, way, like, Pete. Uh, um... it, was, it was the woman who was, um, Cheryl Crow was Michael Jackson's um, backing singer, wasn't she? Oh, was she? Oh, she became famous. Yeah, yeah, she did a lot, apparently. Um, there, was a, there was a brilliant um, BBC story I saw earlier this week. Um <laughs> 
It was basically a news article that promised to throw light on how MI5 are dealing with still working through coronavirus and maintaining security right. and stuff. It was a very noble pursuit in terms of an article about what they wanted to achieve. However, they ended up with this quote. You'll understand if I don't go into exactly the ways in which we are working and what shape we're in. But MI5 is at work in a whole variety of ways, flexibly operating in our job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Basically, we can't tell you. We cannot tell you what yeah. we're doing, and you're an idiot for even trying to ask because this is MI5. <laughs> yeah, the thing about MI5 is they're quite secretive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining just alcohol wipes on the headsets. That's that's what, that's that's to the extent that they're working. I imagine. Oh, yeah, taking down 5G wireless masts. Oh, mate! Don't even start on them, mate. Have you got your Tim Four hat Ooh, on? La yet? La. You got it on. Say again. Have you got your Tim Four hat on? <laughs> so tell us about five G. <laughs> somebody, um, somebody on a, on a WhatsApp sent us a, a little article about um, where a, I think an educational establishment, university, I'm going to call it, um, did tests on how effective tinfoil hats actually were with like five um, G and and uh, different. Um, nice. Uh, different different things spectrum uh, of, of the uh, radioactive uh, spectrum and uh, apparently most of them actually enhance the effect <laughs> of things going red. So the very concept of a tinfoil hat is stupid because it actually amplifies the uh, the waves because it's made entirely of metal. That's brilliant stuff. That is so good. <laughs> I, what, did, it, did it go on to what would be what would be effective? Uh, no, it, it did, but it did experiment with different kinds of like centurion style, uh, like just the general pointed hat, uh, yeah. t- classic tinfoil helmet sort of thing. Yeah, it, it just basically said, uh, you know, people are fucking stupid. I have noticed that, um, I don't know whether it's the Football Ramble email box, and I think it might be the Football Ramble email box and the Luke and Pete uh, email box. Someone has signed us up for a. Um, Basically, a I think it's a kind of like a free speech kind of channel, if that makes any sense. Right. Like a uh, like uh, someone who's really angry about. Um, I think they hosted a David Ike um, Facebook uh, chat. Right. And uh, unfortunately, they and uh, 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 unfortunately, at Facebook in their particular situation, London Real. London Real. Brian Rose, founder and host from London Real. Uh, he's uh, he's a man who is, uh, I think it's, oh no, it's a business accelerator program. Doesn't matter. Anyway, there is a <laughs> uh, uh, there is a lone voice in the wilderness who has made a little uh, TV uh, sort of channel in uh, on Facebook. And I think they've been banned from Facebook. Uh, and basically, for the last few days, people have just been complaining to our email box that uh, they shouldn't have been taken off Facebook. David Icke uh, did, a, did a Facebook Live, I think, and, and, and he shouldn't have been taken uh, off Facebook. And they are very angry. I've unsubscribed, um, but I'm really quite furious with the person who signed us up to that one because uh, it really did clog up the email box and made, made it harder for me to do the emails on the Ramble this week. So uh, boo, boo to you, I say boo. And God, know, and God knows how much um, you do not need a barrier to doing reading out emails is that fair uh that is fair I'll, I'll put look i'll put up with people signing up to patreon we get an email every time someone pa- emails up to uh, signs up to patreon and that is very much uh uh welcomed uh but uh the rest beyond the pill for me beyond the pill let yeah, everyone down there absolutely so so what was the conclusion <laughs> of the tim four hats i mean the um the other alternative headwear uh j- just just they don't work so your your, your skull's probably more effective uh <laughs> from uh <laughs> your skull is fine as it is 
It's fine. It is. It's it's, it's been designed quite well. Uh, apparently, do you remember back in the day you'd be able to amplify the? I think it's probably RF uh, signal of your um, car unlocker. You know, the little key yeah. ring thing. Beep, beep. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could amplify it by sticking it on your head because your head acts like a big antenna. That is very nice stuff. I remember there being a mm. rumor that you could basically get your mobile phone, phone someone, so you could be like eight miles away from your car phone right. someone who but you've got the key phone someone yeah. who's next to your car on a mobile phone right put the phones together and um click your key and it would unlock the car is that true oh well i mean it is mm, i don't know it is rf so i don't know what does that make like a it transmits a little sound or a beep That's like, what a, the suggestion like a, like a was, binary but... beep so yeah but would it be outside the range of what a mobile phone sound wise would be looking for and therefore compressing and maybe on an old analog signal i don't know interesting well, the reason i, I might that, google that the reason i asked that is because um i've got an app on my phone for my car that if i forget to lock it it tells me and i can lock it with the app right okay but that's completely different mm. right yeah there's a lot of um I was Tesla obviously has a lot of uh, apps uh in 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 their little ecosystems. I was I was watching a guy who's like really tech savvy and he was talking about what apps he has on his phone. And like to order Tesla it seems you need about 10 apps which is really yeah. weird. I'm not I also discovered I I also discovered quite recently that um, how Tesla batteries work, and I think I bored on on the Ramble uh, WhatsApp about it for quite a while uh, because it was so exciting to me. Um, the idea of the Tesla battery, I just assumed it was like a big one-piece car battery. Um, I can hear you typing, saying, edit this out, Katie. No. Uh, Katie, don't <laughs> edit this I was out. just having a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought it was like a big battery, like a big lithium-ion battery, like, you know, maybe three or four in serial or parallel and, 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 and like that. But it's not. It's literally like 7,000, if not more, maybe, um, little ones, not much bigger than a double-A uh, battery. Um, huh. And they're all just in like serial. They're all just in like packs um, with cooling uh, solutions around it so they don't get too hot. Uh, and so presumably if one of the... Um, cells goes um, the other ones can take over so obviously it's a really sensible solution but if you open a tesla a battery pack that is the entirety of the base of, of the car um you're just basically opening up something like seventy thousand batteries it's so weird it's so weird but are i love all, it so much the rechargeable? idea yeah that's i mean that's the very uh that's the very idea of an rechargeable car isn't it but um but yeah obviously um I would just assume that they would have specific, uh, you know, design things. But, but but it's the same battery that, that you find in a lot of rechargeable stuff that you'd find in your house. Like, mm. a, you know, a, a, is, a, a I would not expect that at all. I also re- I read something a while back about Elon Musk saying, I mean, I know he says a lot of things, but he was saying that mm. he, his company are quite close to d- developing a, a power cell that just lives on the wall of your house and you never have to uh, have... Um, power again i mean you just it's all just done for mm. you like you don't need to get any kind of um what's it called like utilities to to give you power yeah again. yeah you, you um they, yeah. i think they've um i think they've i think you can only get it in america i think certainly certainly in the warmer states um you just you know you got your solar panels on the roof and it feeds the battery and the battery just uh they're 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 very expensive but you do get i think dispensation from the government for using it he's you know i, I he's a tit but he's uh 
that you know some of his solutions are actually getting to market, which is more than can be said from a lot of the other companies who are obviously in the pocket of uh, of the oil industry. So, and also, um, it's more than could be said uh, than for your uh, infant chip bowl helmet, which sadly never made market. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I am very much a man who will half-ass things and not, not see things through. <laughs> uh, you did promise us a little uh, pricey of uh, your, um, your Witcher Three, the Wild Hunt experience. Are you oh, having yeah. a wild hunt on your Switch? Yeah, that's right. I got a couple of bits of feedback on that. I mean, it won't be a very long fucking. <laughs> I didn't it won't, make it. It won't be a very long piece on this. I'll tell you, it won't need to be a pricey. It'll just be the entirety of what I've done. Um, right. So i I've got a Nintendo Switch Lite, like the smaller one, mm. which can't convert into the, onto the TV. Onto the TV, uh, right? And it's, so it's a little bit small for my hands, which is a little bit frustrating. Uh, and it's also matte finish. So it's a little bit slippery in my hands as well, which is not great. Right. Um, and what I would say about The Witcher, though, is it's a very, very immersive, interesting game. Um, mm. But it's also quite hard and quite complicated. I mean, I've only just cu- come out of the uh, the time sink that was No Man's Sky, and now I'm in this yeah. in this setup. Have you ever played? Uh, have you ever played it? Uh, played what? Uh, the Witcher. Witcher. Yeah. 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 I uh, played right through it. Fantastic oh, uh, uh, piece of piece of entertainment. I actually uh, gave uh, at the Golden Joysticks 2017. I think I gave uh, an award to one of the creators of, uh, of The Witcher Three. So well, in many ways, that's probably what spurred spurred them on. Yeah, maybe there'll be a Witcher Four <laughs> now after that ringing endorsement exactly. from Pete Dawson. Oh, it is uh, it is um, a, a work of art. It really is, and uh, the the idea that they've been able to convert it to the Switch is um, technically uh, just incredible. But yeah, I can imagine you're not quite as into it if you're playing, you know, without headphones on a Switch Lite. It, yeah, I could, I could see that being a bit, little problematic. Well, I, I, at some point, I might try and um, um, essentially grab uh, um, Mimi's others because she's got. A, basically, the story is this, and it's just, in many ways, it's a story of marriage. I got a Switch. Uh, I enjoy right. playing it. I play Breath of the Wild yeah. a lot. Mimi then discovered Animal Crossing which means I can yeah. never get near the Switch ever again to the point I'm about to get another one so I can actually play the games <laughs> I'd already bought for the Switch, which I now can't play. <laughs> Basically. Animal Crossing Animal Crossing has managed to break through like no other version of that game. It just, I mean, it was on the GameCube, it was on the uh, Nintendo DS. I mean, the, you had grandmothers playing it until they're like, you know, 95 and stuff. Like it was a, it was a big game, but I've never seen a game being adopted. Maybe it's got something to do with the lockdown. I've never Definitely has. seen Tom Nook be taken to so many bosoms. I, I, I look at it and I go, I just, I, I'm not going to play it. I just mm. know I'm not going to play it. Mm. Just tidying up, growing turnips, tidying up. Yeah, I've tried, I've tried it and I haven't found it quite as arresting as, as others have found it. But I think it's probably one of those things where you need to get into the mindset. Because what I find with modern games, and this is a very much a layman's kind of point of view, and it came from when I was chatting to John Hare, who created Sensible Soccer. Um, mm. And we've got a Ramble Meets over on Football Ramble Daily coming out with him. Because I just, I just think Sensible Soccer is just such a work of genius. And when I had the chance to talk to him, I just really wanted to do it. Uh, he's an interesting guy, and he's achieved a lot in um, video games, as you, as you will know better than me. But one of the things he said, which I found really resonated with me, is that um, games are a lot slower now, right? So... Mm which is a kind of an interesting prospect because you'd think that the, the, the conventional wisdom says that people's attention spans are shorter. So something like sensible soccer, if you take the word of a football game compared to FIFA, you can play sensible soccer. You can play a match in sensible soccer in like five minutes. 
Whereas on FIFA, mm. generally speaking, it probably takes about twenty minutes. Twenty, to, yeah. To, yeah, but but so but the thing is, interestingly, on things like The Witcher, I found there's so much narrative and um, so many scenes that you're just required to just watch, so you know what's happening with the story. That it took me quite a long time to get used to it because I'm I'm used to like a lot of people, I suppose, just skipping through things. On, yeah. on video games yeah. and you can't really do that on the witcher because you need to immerse yourself in the story it took me a while to work yeah. that out actually yeah i mean you're a big game of thrones fan so i thought you know there are some good performances in there oh, i love the aesthetic uh, of it and i love the acting and all that kind of, yeah it's great <laughs> it's wicked yeah mm. yeah but i would probably sort of use the parallel of um people wanting a financially a bit more bang for the buck because video games used to be you know 35 quid 40 and now they're cracking into the 60s um so people want more replayability and people want want that sort of thing but then there is the indie game um um aesthetic indie game um scene that obviously produces games that are, are much shorter uh, and much easier and quicker to uh, get through um and also I'd sort of use the parallel of films. Like we watched the Arsenal Stadium mystery over on uh, the Football Ramble on uh, Monday, hour and 20. You know, everyone just does what they have to do and gets out as quickly as they can. That's what video games used to be. They were punishing, they were hard, and they would be um, they would be quicker experiences because if you were good at them, you could just sort of pile through them really quickly. But there wasn't as much content. But nowadays people expect a bit more majesty and yeah. uh, atmosphere and, and and the graphics have got better so obviously you know staring at a, 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 a an 8 by 16 Jet Set Willy or Sonic the Hedgehog is a little less arresting and interesting than, than staring at the eyes of Geralt in uh, The Witcher it's yeah I think it's eyes. I think it's horses for courses though because I think sometimes you do want a little blast a little quick blast yeah and sometimes you there want to immerse that. yourself in something but you're right about the, the cost of them. I mean I mean I think The Witcher's like 50 quid or something so you do really yeah. should expect a bit of bang for your buck for that but having said that prices of electronics has come down a great deal hasn't it in the in the recent generations so i think mm. um yeah, when, yeah. My, when my dad first got us a pc in our house i mean it was like the processing power of it it was like a 386 or something but i think it cost like two mm. grand oh it's it's crazy absolutely crazy i mean they've become a lot more affordable and people are willing to sort of shop around a little bit more have you ever put um a nintendo uh switch um cartridge in your mouth no, I haven't. Do it. <laughs> no, thank you. Do it. Have you got one? Are you in a room where you've got one? No. Why? What? Should, oh, what tell me why I should do it. I'm just. I'm just. I'm just interested. You know what? Let's take a break. We'll be back with some emails. You can just go and quickly grab a, a Nintendo Switch uh, uh, cartridge, and we'll do a little taste <laughs> test. All right. <laughs> well, go and get it then, Luke. I don't want to. <laughs> why am go I doing this? It. Go and get it. All right. Hang on. Okay, I've got one. All right, cool. Why am I doing this? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. 
When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And we are back with the Luke and Pete show. And we left you on tenterhooks uh, as to how Luke would enjoy the physical sensation of putting a Nintendo Switch cartridge in his mouth. Um, Luke, uh, did you run off and get a, a Nintendo Switch cartridge? I did. I just want to make sure yeah. that um, it doesn't um, ruin the game. <laughs> well, just don't, don't, uh, you know, don't concentrate on the metal contacts. But no, it, it won't, it won't mess with the game. It should be fine. Uh, okay. What game is it? Just, just it's, so we can just get the Witcher, off I just, I just pulled the game it's out the of the Switch. Yeah. Okie dokie. All right. Um, so if you could just pop the Nintendo Switch cartridge into your mouth and tell us what it tastes like. Okay. Ah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. It tastes disgusting. Yeah. It tastes like um, it tastes like um, that stuff you used to put on your na- people and people's nails to stop them biting their nails. Yes, it's oh, so kids hell. don't eat them. <laughs> oh, is it really? That's yeah. a really good idea. Yeah. Because they're quite small, aren't they? Very chokeable. But uh, yeah, I just a they drink specifically of water. made it, made it, <laughs> it taste disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's absolutely get... horrendous. I can't get the taste off it's my horrible, tongue. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> um, shall we get on with some emails if your, your, your tongue can uh, bring you itself to uh, form words? All right, cool. Uh, hello to uh, Chris Williams, 1997. Uh, I mean, if you were really clever, you'd probably work out his email address on that. Um, actors are the true writing geniuses, says Chris Williams, 1997. Uh, hi, lads. In response to Pete's meltdown, rude, over the use of <laughs> improv in TV shows last week, I thought you'd find this little nugget of trivia interesting. According to the most reliable of sources, the IMDb trivia page, on the set of The Fugitive, Tommy Lee Jones actually improvised his famous I don't care line on the spot. The original line was, line was apparently, that isn't my problem. I'm sure you can agree that both lines are completely different with vastly different meanings that basically changed the entire story. Proof that all actors are the real masterminds. Who needs a script anywhere? Love the show, Chris. Thank you very much for that. That made me giggle. Yeah, Pete, you did go on an absolute meltdown, didn't you, last week? It was a textbook Donaldson rant. It's a piss take. Uh, and then I think I went on to listen to uh, another episode of the um, Office Ladies podcast uh, in which they were covering a um, uh, an episode of the show where everyone brings their daughter to work. Uh, bring your daughter to work, dear. I don't know why it's just daughters, but bring bring your daughter to work, dear. And um, 
And all of the uh, user questions, all of the listener questions were, was that actually that actor's son? Uh, sorry, no, <laughs> was that actually that, was that actually that, that actor's daughter? Are you fucking dumb? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, in, in one situation, it was actually the actor's uh, daughter, but you know, he was one of the writers. It's just, it's just, it just makes me angry on behalf of craftsmen and craftswomen that I am not a part of. So I feel like I'm doing a good thing by you respecting know, um, actors and all that. Martin Scorsese's mum's in it, pretty much every one of his movies. <laughs> she is. Uh, is she? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. She plays. Um, she plays um, Joe Pesci's mum in Goodfellas. That's actually Scorsese's mum. Mm. She's in quite a lot of his mm. movies. So it does happen, Pete. All I'm oh, saying is, is you're getting you're getting weirdly irate about quite silly stuff. I just think people are just silly. Listen, let me bring you back round to um, round to uh, sunshine because I've got an email here about Skitchin. Skitchin, baby. Oh yeah, it's from Gareth, and he says, "Hi guys, thanks for the shows." Um, when I was much younger, I bought the game Skitchin for the Mega Drive. Do you remember it? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember Skitchin for the Mega Drive. He says, in my memory, that's it didn't actually the... involve skateboards. Players had to hitch a ride with various cars by holding onto them wearing rollerblades. Yes, that's right. Because, um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, that, that's mainly where I remember the word Skitchin from because it was like a... It sort of looked a little bit like Road Rash, if you remember that game on the old Mega Drive. We've got very video gamey this time around, but uh, so you'll have to put up with it, guys. Sorry, but uh, yes, yeah, Skitching, great little video game. It got, got some good reviews. Yeah, he says uh, the cars in question were not limited to civilian ones, but also included police cars, and the name came from oh, a risky. portmanteau of skating and hitching. The point of the game was to get to your destination before your rivals, who you were allowed to punch and kick in order to impede them. Various objects were to be found lying around that could be used as impromptu ramps to make the player fly into the air. In a nod to health and safety, the game did have a warning at the start, which it was not possible to skip, telling players, don't even dream of skitching for real. <laughs> well, I, well, I do still have the Mega Drive, says Gareth. I don't have a copy of the game anymore because I sold it to my maths teacher who gave it to his children. <laughs> Your conversation has brought back happy memories of trying to master the most ridiculous sport, skitching. Keep up the good work, Gareth. I just think I should get into skitching. I should order myself some rollerblades. And uh, I've seen quite a lot of rollerblades in town, to be fair. Um, people just scooting around. No skitching, though. I, I might get into it. Um, I mean... People would mm, probably spot me quicker than usual, uh, hanging off the back of their Ford Cortina. But you know, yeah. just, there's a risk you got to make when you're trying to make your name as a famous skitcher. Apparently, um, drug dealers are getting spotted uh, very, very easily by uh, police uh, crossing county lines because obviously there aren't as many cars on the road, so they're kind of um, quite easy to spot. So the so the drug purity has gone down massively. Do you reckon, like, if you were to be skitching down the street, someone would point and go? That man looks old to be skitching. He must be approaching <laughs> forty. What's he doing? Skitching. Is that man like a yeah? But I could be like the the original skitcher. I could be like the Tony Hawk of skitching. True. Or the, um, uh, Mike Caballero. I think he's a, a skater. Was he the guy? I think he beat some one up on a video once. I think anyway. there'd be another old, there'd be another sort of person next to him saying, "Well, I've seen some old skitchers and I've seen some bold skitchers, but I've never seen an old bold skitcher." 
<laughs> in uh, in Amerikamura, uh, a place in um, Osaka, uh, Japan, there is uh, an old bloke who must be pushing sixty. Who is um, he's just a skateboarder and he just tootles around um, in this kind of really small square. It actually looks like a level from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater too. Uh, in this really small square, they call uh, Amerikamura simply because somebody at one point put a. Uh, um, a Statue of Liberty up and, and a lot of the shops sell skatewear and stuff. But this guy just does nollies and kickflips down, down, uh, downstairs. And a lot of the kids who are in America Mura at the time, they, they actually wear t-shirts with his face on it. It's really weird. Huh. And that is why I love uh, America Mura in Osaka. Well, what, does, checking what, out. Does, what does Mura stand for? What does that mean? Town, I think. America oh, town. Okay. So it's America town basically. Mm. Mm. How interesting. All right, interesting. well, I think that's just about all we've got time for um, this oh, time no. around. We talked about The Witcher and Skitch. <laughs> the Witcher and the Skitcher. On the Switch. On um, the Switcher. Yeah. Um, do stick around, though, because uh, we'll be back on Monday. So let us know what you want us to talk about on Monday by emailing hello at com. We'd love to hear about how you're getting on in lockdown, any life hacks you've got, any other bits mm. and pieces you're up to, any uh, techniques from working from home, any little cheats you're doing around home working, all that good stuff. How to make, yeah, all that good. So how to, how to make your switch cartridges taste better, maybe add some pumpkin. Yeah, could do that. Put it, put it, put some canned pumpkin all over him. Maybe you could. Mm. You've been skitching around your house, down your hallway, or down your stairs. But don't even <laughs> dream of trying to do it for real. All right. Yeah. Um, that is it for this time. I've been Luke. He's been Pete. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon. Piss off. <laughs> Was a Stakhanov production. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.